right, welcome to episode 13 of the Ball Guy Beer Reviews. I'm Alan, the Balded Beer Guy. With me is Chris, the Bald Guy. And today we have some modest men for the modest men here. Um, so we got a few different beers here we're going to drink. We're going to go a little rants on some things. Give us our opinions and all that stuff. And we'll see what we got going on. So what are we drinking right now, Chris? I think it's called Craftwork. You are correct. Yes. Good job. I did not memorize these, so I picked these up at uh, Candia First Stop. If you are in the kind of southern New Hampshire, heading out east towards the coast kind of area, that's where I'm at. Uh, this is one of my go-to places to get beer. It's that big uh, gas station off Exit 3 on 101. What's really cool is they used to do a lot of four-packs, and now they've pretty much dropped it to all singles. So you can just pick out whatever you want. I mean, if you want to pick four of the same one, toss it in a four-pack, good good for you. Um, if you want to just basically buy single cans. And they keep a really good rotation there. So picked up some Modest Man. I don't think you can always find them there. I don't think they put every drop there. Just intermittently, it, they'll be there. Yeah, it's just kind of like when, you know, when Modest Man drives their drops around and delivers them, they get it. Yeah, and I don't know what kind of system they have worked out with Candia First Stop. Uh, doesn't really matter to me. Um, you know, if I want a beer bad enough, I'll go. I'll go find it. Yeah, like like Candia First Stops, like most of the other beer stores. You know, they're gonna post when they get certain drops and deliveries. So, check out their Instagram, Facebook page. You'll get all that stuff. Um, I also do enjoy stopping at Candia First Stop. Uh, it's right on the way back from work, so there's nothing like stopping on a Friday on the way home, picking up a four pack. And I don't know if they still do this. They used to have, and they might still have it, I believe they still do, uh, the punch card where if you buy a four-pack, they stamp your punch card, and after you fill it up, you get a buy one, get one free meal at the Town Cabin restaurant right next door. I don't think they do that because I bought four beers there, and well, the guy didn't so, ask me for a card. So this is... Is this so a this, secret? No. So this is, they used to push the card on you, hey, you want a card? And I thought they stopped it because I finished my card. And I'm like, oh, damn, at least I got one out. Maybe it's done. And then I bought a couple four-packs different times, didn't get one. And then maybe like a month after that, I was in there. And the guy in front of me uh, pulled out his card and they stamped it. And I was behind him. I'm like, oh, can I start a new card? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. So it's just kind of, um, I think, one of those little not-that-advertised things. So I just asked for one if you don't have one. Worst they can tell you is no. I'll be asking for a card next time because I stop there for beer often. So, hey, we're, we're getting into Modest Man. Uh, if you're in the New Hampshire area, this is a big-time fanboy brewery. They've got a lot of traction. They've got a lot of clout. they got a lot of hype right now coming out of Keene. Yep. Uh, they just announced plans for Modest Man East. so they're coming Portsmouth. Up, yeah, Portsmouth. So they're basically going to where – I mean, I wouldn't consider it as much anymore, but – at at a certain point in time, Portsmouth was like the New Hampshire beer mecca. Like that's where you had to go. I would say more like the Derry, London, Derry, Manchester areas kind of. Yeah, that seems to be the bigger cluster right now yeah. of your bangers, or yeah. your you know your high density breweries outside yeah, of you know Portsmouth, of Dover. You know you have that yeah. that little area too. Yeah, well, I mean that was also it was the mecca back in the day when having like two breweries in a single city was like a big deal. Yeah, but now that's not like the same. Like it's, you go to Manchester and there's like five. You know, you walk out one door and you can walk right into another one. It's, you know, it's a lot more of the atmosphere of friendly competition versus, um, you know, hostile competition. 
Yeah, so it's uh, we're drinking Kraftwerk. It's a Kolsch. They spelled it uh, the Deutsch way. Did they have the umlaut? No, didn't need one, but uh, spelled Kraft with a K and work with an E, so Kraftwerk, because W is actually V auf Deutsch, or at I... least the sound. It's got the Modest Man little wavy logo there with a little nuclear symbol, and it's yellow. Um, you know, they basically, it's cool because they give you the tasting notes on all, all the back of all their beers. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, it just says straw yellow hue. That's true. German style. That's also true. Kolsch is a German style. Progressive hops. I don't know what that means. Are these hops like, did they get them off of a protest? Um, find them in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> Very well could have. I, I'm not sure that might that might have to do some research at some point. We'll get back to you in a future episode well, listen, over I'm no, that. I'm no communications guy or communications major, but I do know that words mean things. So <laughs> if I don't, I know, you know, you're leaving it open to my interpretation. Yeah, exactly. and I'm an idiot. So yeah, that's on you. Nope, I agree with you. All right. So aromatic. Yeah, it was aromatic and, and crisp. It is definitely crisp. Um, yeah, man, I really dig the Modest Man logo. I love it. It's simple. It's clean. It lends itself to a bunch of different looks. And So yeah. that brings me to a point. Do you know that is the second logo? That's not the original logo. Go on. So the original Modest Man logo was not that right there. I'm not 100% sure. I believe it looked some form of like a hop. But, you know, with how many breweries out there have some variety of a hop, you know, I could rattle off like four or five on top of my head. I don't know if theirs was too close to someone else's. You know, they were early on and they realized, hey, let's make something else and distinguish ourselves out. But this is the second logo, which I do enjoy better because it's kind of like their logo and you know you know no brand confusion with it well listen whatever they were doing with it i you know whenever they went into the tank sorry i'm typing up for our ratings to keep track of them um you know when they went into the tank and came up with this one i think that they did a really good job so i just really i really dig the can art the one of the other things too that i really like about them is they do the black can and they switched it up with this one. They just want the traditional silver bullet. All of their cans are labeled. Uh, they don't have any printed cans to my knowledge. They might. Um, Not that I've seen, but that doesn't mean they haven't run a run out. You know, just with the global supply, supply chain, you know, minimum orders changing and everything like that. Who knows? Well, I will say from my time in the industry, I do know that if you want to get a printed can, there are minimum orders. Um, and so you'd have to basically pick like a flagship beer. So for example, yeah. like that's why you see it. Like, I know I constantly use them as a, as an example. Well, I'll use down East. Like that's why you see pretty much everything in down East is a printed can. Um, because that's just how they roll because they're, they're rolling in that type of volume. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but the one thing that it is missing that I, we are huge sticklers on. If you remember from, our earlier oh, you, episodes. You're talking there, of a candidate. There are no candidates now. It's not as important, I would say, on a Kolsch for me. You guys know my yeah, rule. I, I wouldn't worry on a Kolsch either. Yeah, but still, I just I would like to know when my beer was canned. I mean, listen. So, if you're a New Hampshire person, or a New England person, or you've gone skiing in this area, you know that when you drive on 93, there are those rest stops. And I've seen beer that's nine, ten, almost over a year old sitting there being sold. And I'm just I'm not hating the brewery. That's not their fault. That's somebody that's something in the in the 
the distributor, the, the place trying to sell it, they let it down and people don't look at the dates and that's why yep. I want to know. I've, I've had beer, you know, at beer stores I won't name because, you know, things fall through the cracks. I've, I bought old beer and you can definitely tell. Um, it's it, I found beer that I didn't think I liked. And then when I've had fresh cans or off draft, I'm like, wow, this is completely different experience. Yeah, it's my money and I'm spending it. And as we all know, like, listen, I can remember a time five years ago when I got in the craft beer industry. Um, one of my bosses literally asked me, he was like, Dude, you would pay $22 for a four-pack of 16-ounce cans? That's over $5 a can. And I said, yeah, it depends on what it is, but yeah, I would. I've, I've paid 25 or well, the the stray one that's even higher, you know, something crazy where they justify it based on the hop content or whatever. Yeah, or barrel aging yep. and blending. L- listen, there's a lot of things that can make a beer, you know, be more expensive. I would never expect, at least not yet, maybe in 10 years, but to pay $22 for a four-pack of Kolsch. But the, the, I, the you, point— You'd be hard-pressed to get me to do that. Yeah, I mean, but the point remains is I, is I would. And if I'm spending my hard-earned money on this stuff, I'm not— I just don't want to buy beer that's old. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a fair thing. Yep. You know what I mean? And, they, and again, though, like, well, that kind of brings us into our segue uh, conversation. I think the, the the pod is going to probably be moving towards, like, beer and beer industry conversations as we try and rate beers. But we wanted to give a shout-out to the internet community, the Facebook <laughs> warriors. Oh, man, is, is, is that a rough area sometimes? Um, you know you just watch and, and people just get like chewed up like they're people you know like people are not like everybody's not been around the beer community forever and so people get a beer they've had the first time be like hey i found a great new brewery and it might be new to them and they post like hey i just was at you know bissell brothers in portland that might be a crazy example but they'll post that they're like this is awesome you guys have to try it and then you just sit there and watch and out comes the shitstorm of everybody being like, haha, welcome to 1992 or, or whatever. And, you know, there's, it's, it's literally the old days of the internet where whatever you post, someone's going to hate on you. Especially if you post you like Pipe Dream. Sorry, I was getting another beer out of the beer fridge. Alan was kind of looking at me to jump in there. So I kind of ran back. I was grabbing grabbing the next <laughs> beer. But no, you're absolutely right. And that's why I bring up stuff like, uh, I bring up concepts like where if I buy it. So this, so to me, a lot of this can be solved through educating people and letting them know that there's a disconnect, right? So somebody will like literally comment on the shitty quality of a beer that they picked up at a store. Now let's say there is a, there is no date, but let's just say that the beer happens to be 10 or 11 months old and it's an IPA. And y'all know me, it's an eight week rule for me. So when we're getting into the 10 months, the thing's hot garbage, it's trash, yeah. throw it away. I, I wouldn't- The hops I, have degraded, you know. It's... Right, but unfortunately that stuff still stays out there. It stays on the shelf. Somebody cracks it, somebody pours it, and then they're inevitably let down. And then because they, you know, are, all right, hot take- they're, well, no, I won't go there. Yeah, probably. So, but they t- but they take a lot of pride. Let's just say they take a lot of pride in their photos of their beer and sharing <laughs> with you what they're drinking. And so they went through all this effort, and then they just completely thrash and trash the brewery. And I will tell you right now, ten months, most like 
I don't know, I, I'm pulling numbers out of my ass, but the vast majority of beer, so I won't put a number on it, but the vast majority of beer is not meant to be aged. It is not a drink that you're like, it's not a whiskey, it's not a port, it's yeah. not um, a fine wine, you know, it's not like cognac, man. Like this stuff's, that's why everyone's like, store cold, the cold chain, drink yeah. fresh, like, because it's not meant for that. And then somebody trashed them on the internet, and then let's say it's a, brewery that's not so popular or has a reputation for quality problems and then everybody just starts rowing the boat in the same direction and it becomes just an echo chamber where yep. everyone just feels good about themselves it's just it's just the hate and it's and certain people it feels like when you watch some of these comments someone will make an opinion and then other people have to like they'll be like i really like this beer and then people will be like well you suck at life and they're like, well, maybe this dude actually liked the beer. Let the person like it. Everybody has different taste buds. I mean, I don't know what to say. Well, not but only, I mean, it's a lot of hate. Well, so not only that, but let's just say, I mean, you had mentioned a, a brewery. All right, so. Before, hold on. That had, well, let me finish yeah. this. That it had quality issues. But just because they have the quality issues, if you know anything about the how stuff is packaged and put together and all this other stuff, it doesn't mean it extends to the whole run. Exactly. It, it could it could be really bad for like twenty five percent. So, but but twenty five percent of like eight thousand cans is a lot of cans. So that's a lot of bad. That's a lot of heat. And so you could easily see that. But it might not be that way. And so that's how you get that dichotomy of Alan over here cracks beer A, takes a swig, and he's like, "Oh man, this is great." And I crack beer A, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is hot garbage." Drain pour. Yeah, and I pour it down the drain, and then I'm over here shitting on Alan all over on Facebook, acting all the tough. Like, man, your photo's crap, that beer's crap, your glassware's crap, you have no idea what you're talking about. And it's like, and that's the other thing too, man, just not to hate. Yeah, I am. I'm going to say yeah, it. Like, but, well, this is, this is a, I, I feel like legitimate hate because I feel like there's certain people on some of these groups that feel like they have to dictate what everybody's allowed to like. And if you fall on beers outside of their scope, they need to hate on you. Yeah, it's very totalitarian, right? Yes. There's, there's nothing. We, we control everything. We know everything. There's nothing outside the realm of our knowledge and/or control. And if you say anything else like that, you're a dissident. You're not a human being, and they're just gonna shit all over you. Exactly. But half these people would literally, because that's the other thing too. Um, another common thread with these bozo clowns is if you look at them, like their their Facebook profiles, <laughs> they literally have maybe one. So like they have one picture that's actually them. The picture's ten years old, and it's like the ninth or tenth picture back on their Facebook profile pictures, and it's all like cats and memes and you know rainbow flags and all this. Or I, I do care. love me a good meme. Well, but you know, yeah, I do too. But you get where I'm saying with this, like yeah, these people like don't even like put like a real picture of them, so it's like. Yeah, you know their first and last name, but you you don't you don't know what they look like. So you could literally be like sitting in a Kettlehead or sitting in a six hundred three or Rockingham Brewery, and this person and your your photograph is there. So they're like, oh my god, that's the guy that I hated on. And they just start shrinking yeah. and they're hiding behind their phone because this is like some real like Fight Club shit where like they would never actually come up and be like, hey man. Here you are, finally drinking some good beer, huh, nerd? And like, they're not going to bully you anymore. Yeah, I just, I just feel like there's a lot of hate for no reason. It's, it's like just because somebody doesn't like what you like, you don't have to rain on their parade. Hell yeah! But so, so what are we thinking of craft work? So it's time for craft work is, you know, I'm Kolsch's isn't my favorite style, and I think that's where my rating is going to end up. I do like if I'm getting a flight, throw a Kolsch in for the crispness, um, the bright flavor. Mm -hmm. This was a good Kolsch. 
Um, I'm just not a big person that's going to buy them um, outside of a tap room or, or something like that unless someone's handing me one. So it is a well-crafted beer. I'm going to come in at 6.3 on it. It's just, you know, not my style, but it is a good beer. Nice. 6.3 from Allen. Yeah, I was going the same. I, I, I went 6.5 on it. Um, I got it primarily just because, uh, and we had talked about this too, like I thought I had had Modest Man and I don't think I have. I was checking my untapped. I'm not sure that I that I've had any, um, but I just you know have seen all of the the hype. You know, so this is what brought us to our kind of yeah our kind of podcast conversation about online beer groups. Obviously, Alan and I are stuck into quite a few of those, and you know they're just been getting a lot of support. They have a huge groundswell. They have a loyal following, yep. and, and they seem to just be hey, and not for nothing. I'm not hating, uh, but they just seem to be on the dipper train, and and it's all New England IPA double IPA, single IPA, single hop varietals, A plus B, the whole yellow beer model that we've described many times here. And I'm not hating on that because it makes some great stuff. And, you know, I was excited. But when I saw this one, I pulled it and I looked at the back and I'm like, oh, a Kolsch. I'm like, you know, hey, I'm interested to see what else they got. So I've seen this one a couple of times. I've just never grabbed it. Um, So I was glad to try it. Uh, Something my, my personal pet peeve in the beer groups being in several of them is someone will go on to make a rant and they post the same rant in four different groups. It's like, let's simmer down a little bit here. Let's throw it in one. If you want to rant, see how that goes and and leave it at that. Cause seeing the same thing four different times, you're going to get the same result in each group, pick a group and post it. Yeah. I mean, I can see you like, they just want to, again, they just want to create and listen. Um, Alan's about to get, you know, tell tell a story here. I heard, I started to hear a little bit of it that we decided that, hey, we need to get this on the mics. Yeah, we're doing our patented wasting good material off the air. Yeah, it's pretty standard for us. But we'll get in we'll get into that. I have had one modest man beer though. Correction. I stand corrected. Um I went down the list and it's uh, I had the most beautifulest thing in this world. Yes. Imperial IPA double um yeah. Oh, it was single hop Citra. Interesting, because we're about Citra can do no wrong. Well, not only can it do no wrong, but I I don't I think I've mentioned it on the show, but there's a power couple in New England IPAs, <laughs> and that power couple is known as Mosaic and Citra. And so the most beautiful thing in the world, beautifulest whatever thing yes, in the world, I believe that is was, the correct was Citra. And now we're gonna drink when disaster strikes, and you guessed it. It's our friend, Single Hop Mosaic. I, th- I think we're also going to get one of my other favorite hops in one of these other ones, which is Galaxy. I believe we have a Galaxy one coming up, do we? We do. It's called Iron Galaxy. Well, at least I know Shocker. what we're getting based on the... T- and I'm, I'm not even going to be mad at that name. I like to know what I'm getting and don't try to trick me. Well, so here's another thing, too, that I'm really digging about Modest Man right off the bat. I don't think I noticed this the first time I drank them when I had the most beautifulest thing in the world. But, hey, man, it takes some cojones and some stones to put – because obviously you don't know what ratio, you know. Even if you put a one pound of one of these hops in your beer, you can list it on the back, right? Um, And would you really be able to taste one pound? Probably not. But regardless, it's some cojones for them. Oh, excuse me, burping here to, to put their hops on the back. Like I like to know what I'm drinking because guess what? Like 
and Alan, we've talked about this. Yeah, we've we've there's certain had a hop there, there, there are certain hop varietals that I don't that I found that I don't really like. Like Motueka Bravo, I don't like that hop. And I only found that out by drinking a single hopped beer that contained Motueka Bravo. Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Strata. And there's a few people that I know aren't. It's it's just like, you know, you get the coconut flavors, and it's, I'm not a huge coconut fan. And the best way to f- figure that out, though, is to do a single hop varietal. Exactly. Because as soon as you start throwing another hops in, it changes the dynamic, and you don't, and maybe you don't know what your, your, listen, if this had, if you drank a beer with Strata, I, and this is probably terrible because, like, brewers will know the, the hop, like, flavoring profiles, and be like, well, I would never put that with it anyway. This is where my ignorance comes in. But let's say you had, like, Nelson Sauvin, Motueka Bravo, Strata, Citra, and Mosaic. All just in varying whatever. And then, and then, but the Strata's coming through for you. Because let's say they just, it was mostly yeah. Strata. You wouldn't know that that's what you don't like. Exactly. And then you're reading all these hops in the back and you're like, you well, might I'm just stay think away it's a bad combo. I mean, yeah. I think Kettlehead every year does that one where there's like 500 hops in it. Not 500, but you know the one I'm talking about where there's just literally it could go down the whole side of the can. So what are your initial thoughts on uh, when disaster strikes? I just took my first well, sip. I haven't taken the sip yet, but I'm getting a lot of good notes just from the smell of it, yeah. which I'm actually enjoying. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, like, again, I can see why people are on the modest man train. It's very good. Very good. It's a nice, nice hazy. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to explain it, but like there's certain IPAs when you crack them and they're in the glass you can just smell that it's going to be good, if that makes sense to you. There's certain ones, you know, where you're surprised by the taste because there's not a huge aroma. But more often than not, if it's got a really strong smell, um, that if the flavors you like, it's going to carry through. I have been fooled a couple times, but it's not so much in this case. I got to go to that, like, Cicerone class or whatever. But what I used to do, uh, sensory tastings, uh, back when I worked in beer... There's this uh, thing where I forget it's like it's like called like olfactory something. Yes. And you basically take a sip of the beer, you kind of let it sit in your mouth a little bit, then you swallow it and immediately breathe out through your nose, and it hits like that whole sensory experience. So if it's a very aromatic beer, it really works well with very hoppy beers like this one. This has got a nice flavor profile from the mosaic too. It's really kind of like rides the full flavor of the hop. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that, you know, part of the cool thing, too, that, you know, they put the tasting notes on this one. Uh, Alan would have to read it to cans over on his side so, of the table. I'll go ahead and give you this one. So the tasting notes, single hop mosaic. It's going to say some overripe mandarin, uh, candied lychee, tart pineapple, floral, creamy mouthfeel. See, and this is the one thing about, um, you know, mosaic that I've always gotten out of it. I never I've I've. They must have taken that from some sort of stock, like this description of the hop. I wouldn't be surprised if it was copy pasted. And I'm not throwing shade. It, it's pretty simple. Like yeah. if that's what it's supposed to taste like, it's too easy. Just, just let let the people know. Yeah, don't don't screw with it. And I'm actually kind of a big fan of that. Like I said, I really like their basic clean logo. I like their basic clean style to labels. Like it's it's super. It's kind of creative and artsy, but it's like still really basic. They're, so they're catchy enough to stand out, but not crazy over the top. Right. There's not too much detail. You're not lost in the sauce. Uh, I I dig the name when disaster strikes. And then I like, hey, this is the hop. This is the flavor profile of the hop. We're not going to try to 
pull and tease things that aren't there. We're just going to tell you exactly what it is. But for me, the mosaic hop, I always get the overripe mandarin. Yeah, if it's done right, <laughs> it's I dominated get it right me. out the front. I never and really taste the pineapple. I get the pineapple in the back end. Um, and that's where like some of the other flavors kind of drift out, but the orange is the Mandarin orange, whatever you want to call it, the same thing. It comes up right at, right in the front and someone out there is going to be like Mandarin and orange are two different things. Same family, same thing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so the one thing I will say though, and I don't know how fresh or, or old this one is. I think it, it tastes pretty fresh. It doesn't, it's still popping to me, so it doesn't seem flat, but, um, I get a little bit of harshness on the end. Maybe I'm being overly critical because they're on a hype train and I want to critique, but I don't think I mean, so. I think it's fair to say there's a little hot burn. It might be a little green, but maybe not. Well, we would know if there was a yeah, would have on the bottom of the can. <laughs> fair. Just but sometimes, sometimes the date alone isn't going to be like if you're like, all right, I'll wait two weeks from the canning date and it should be past the hot burn. It all depends on when people can't thanks to. So you're not always going to – some people can quick. Some people can later. I would venture to say a brewery like this is turning and burning pretty good. Yeah. They give me – like I said, the people who listen to the show know I worked at Mystic. Um, they give me very much like Mystic, but they give me Mystic vibes. Like that they make that they're a lesser-known brewery that's turning out really awesome IPAs that – and they're just turning them and burning them as fast as they can. So they do a lot of, like, they don't um, distro out a ton of beer. They distro it out uh, to get the attention and that, so you go to the brewery to buy it. Okay. Um, you know, they're trying to drive I mean, as that's many what sales. Did. Yeah, You got to try to drive the sales, you know, to, they're, they're trying to open a second place. The The best way to get that capital is self-sales, you know, highest highest profit margin. Yeah, yeah, you got to get it coming through the front door. All right, so I'll go first on this one. Um, you know, I think it's a really solid um, New England IPA, and obviously it's using one of the granddaddy, grand, grand, grandma hops to kind of, I mean, listen, if, again, I, I can't reiterate it enough. Mosaic, Citra pretty much just run the house. If you put that as one of the dominant hops in, in your beer, it's going to sell, it appeal, it has a mass appeal. It was identified early in these craft beer and the NEPA booms. There's a reason why Yeah. the growers, I mean, just look at everything right top to bottom. Like there's growers are growing. They can't grow enough of this stuff. It, that Exactly. So, because every brewer wants it. So I'm going to be a little bit of a homer here and I'm just going to go straight flat seven. So that's a pretty good score. I'm, I'm right in that ballpark with you. Um, I went back and forth a couple times in my head, thought of some of my past ratings, um, and I'm going to go 7-1 on this one. Nice. Yeah, I mean, so it, it, the reason why I'm giving it a 7 is if I was at Modest Man, I would for sure pick up a four-pack of this because I'd be like, wow, that was a really nice single-hop varietal. They did it. They just did it. Uh, did a nice job. Yeah, it, especially if I hadn't had it before, I would pick up the four-packs that I haven't had. Um, if I see them like, at Candia first stop right now, my I try the ones I haven't had. And then try to remember the ones I liked if there's nothing I haven't had. Well, that's, I'm glad that you brought that up because then that would also be a thing where if I was at Candia First Stop. So so one of my also problems, like when I go to a market basket or whatever, is my wife will go shopping. And then I'm just sitting there staring at the <laughs> beer cooler. And it, she pretty much gets all the shopping done. And I still haven't decided what I want for a beer because I have to buy four of them or six of them or 12 of them. 
and I'm not sure what I want to buy. That's what's cool about Candia First Stop. And honestly, if I saw this at Candia First Stop, knowing that they're not there each and every week, because there's certain brands, yeah. it might not be the same beer all the time, but there's certain brands that are there all the time, and they are definitely are not. And so if I saw them in the house, it was the same kind of thing with Kettlehead. Like Pulpy, if I see Pulpy or any variant of yeah. Pulpy, I'm, and, and I can buy them in a single, I'm going to grab one. And so that's why this gets a seven, but that's kind of like anytime I'm in Vermont, I have to leave with like a four pack or a couple cans of Hetty Topper. Right. I feel like if you go into Vermont and you don't come back with at least a couple cans, you didn't really go. Well, I mean, it depends if you went to the neck or not. If you're not going to the Northeast Kingdom in Vermont, you can get that anywhere though. Now you cross, oh yeah, you cross the border and it's, you can literally like walk across the border in the first grocery store that has a craft beer selection or um the first beer store you're gonna get heady in there okay banger yeah i didn't know that all right but yeah i mean so i'm not gonna go crazy i'm not gonna go wildly out of my way for it but if i see it around i'll pick it up and i I think that's the definition of the seven right yeah i think that that fit right in there yeah, but and it's not I, the most wildest thing I've ever had. You know? No, I mean, it's it's a solid beer. It's not, I, I don't think I'd want a case of it. I think that's a fair statement, but I certainly wouldn't mind a four-pack. I'd have another one. I um, really want someone to, like, psychoanalyze all of this and, like, put some real academia, some real genius-level <laughs> shit behind this. Because, like, true. I almost feel like if you took the label out of it and somebody told you it was Treehouse, would so, you believe them? No. <laughs> what? Um, I'm shocked. I, you wouldn't believe it? No. Okay. Um, I think I, I would believe I would believe it's a top level IPA, but I feel like Treehouse has a signature um, flavor to most of their beers, and I don't think this one quite has it. But that doesn't mean it's not good. It's it's almost like if you have a Trillium beer, you can taste what makes a Trillium. Or sometimes, you know, a lot of people say. Um, you're up in Portland, Maine. It tastes like Portland. You know, I could I could be very, very wrong with this. Um, but I almost think that that's pretty much due to exclusivity. You know, the hops are the same. For the most part, most breweries are using the same type of malt. Like, there's only yeah. a couple big malt companies. Sometimes, like, you know, it's your yeast. If, if they're, I would like, say the most the effect is, is the yeast. And, like, so the yeast and then the temperature that they operate at. Yep. And especially when it comes to floral hops, gives it just that certain spin. And so if, I don't know that uh, Treehouse has a proprietary yeast. They probably do at this point. I, I think they said they do. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that, though, so don't don't really quote me on it. But most and of these Their proprietary do. yeast could just be like them using – so London London 3, that's what it's called, yep. is, is a very popular one for home brewers. But it could be something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um so, you know, something along those lines. So I wouldn't be surprised with that. But so before we were drinking these ones, there was a story I was going to tell. So we'll go with I'll go as with I that load, story as I reload for another beer. while Chris is grabbing the the next beer. So this is recently and actually involves Modest Man. And it was on one of the Facebook groups um, and it was somebody I work with. I'm not like I know the person, but I'm not, you know, hugely not we're not like hanging out every weekend or anything like that but they made a post and um it was a modest man beer and they had a picture and they said uh disappointed this was the first modest man beer i haven't liked i don't know what went wrong with this one um but this just wasn't good for me and you know the comments went pouring down um 
And then a little while later, the post was gone. And then there was a new post that said, hey, I deleted my last post. Um, Modest Man reached out to me. Um, they offered me a refund and a get or a gift card. Um, and they pretty much explained what they were going for with this beer. And it just turned out to be um, the person thought the beer was going to be something it wasn't. And it just wasn't their style. And then, of course, you know, he wanted to make like anybody that trashes somebody and they discover it's their fault. You know, they want to try to right the ship. You know, hey, my bad. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus. Anybody that saw this, I got rid of it. And here's the new post. And all the internet warriors are out there. Way to feel important. Ha ha ha. Why didn't you message them first? The average person isn't going to message a brewery when they get a bad beer. Because most people think they're like, first of all, it's going to be, you know, the person running social media, not anybody that has any control over it. And they'll get like a form response or they'll just get no response. So that's not a lot of people's first go-to move. Well, I think, but that's what's interesting. And so here's a little bit of education. That's where I think that your, your natural inclination is dead wrong. Like you message some of these and some of these places, it's either like the owner or one of the front end staff. And if they got some sort of technical question, they would absolutely go talk to the brewers. Like there's so many of these little breweries where like, if you're a tap room staff, you're out there crushing it out front and you can absolutely walk in the back and ask the brewer, what's up? And they might even take the time to respond to it. And I just highly encourage that if you get a bad batch or if you think it's a bad beer or something wrong happened, please don't make a freaking negative post. Send something to the brewery. Give them like 48 hours to respond or something like that. And then see what they say. And then, hey, if they're assholes and blast you and tell you you're a moron and tell you to fuck off or don't respond, then make your negative post. But until you do that, but I feel like that's like half the reason. That is probably yeah. over half the reason why these beer groups exist. No, exactly. I it's frustrating. Usually, I'm not a huge fan of making the negative posts. Usually, I'll just circulate it amongst my f- group of friends. Like, hey, I had this. Do not buy it. It was trash. Hey, can you uh, tell me what the ABV on that Citra one was? The one danger. The mosaic. The mosaic. Yeah. Eight five. Eight five. So this one also eight five. But what I found interesting, and so in our kind of conversation about yellow beer, is this one actually looks a lot different. In the yes. Back. The other one was was not clear. But it wasn't like this one's like milkshake. Yeah, this opaque. one's full body haze. Like the other yeah. one, I would say, you know, light haze. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they had the spray on tan haze, and this one's like the real you laid on the beach. Yeah, the, haze. yeah, the deep bronze. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though it's not bronze in color, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm getting at. I, I know where you're going. Yeah, and it and it's very good. You know, I really, you know, I, I went I went real Homer for Citra and Mosaic. But damn, Galaxy's good too, man. This is another one of the OGs. I guess if you had to call it, it's, it's like, you know, dad is Citra, mom is Mosaic, and then you got creepy Uncle Alan over here that's Galaxy <laughs> or something like that. Or creepy Uncle Chris or something like that. That's, you know. I think, I think the, cre- the creepy uncle might be one of those fringe hops that starts to find a little more use, maybe not like Galaxy. Yeah, you think he's weird when you're like ages nine to like in your teens but then as soon as you're like that drunk post-college kid, you, you, you start to identify with your old creepy uncle a little bit more. You're like, man, dude was just drinking, having a good time. I, I, honestly, yeah. You're like, damn, that was the fun uncle. 
Yeah, and you just didn't realize it. You kind of kicked yourself in the ass. You're like, man, if I just asked Creepy Uncle Alan for a six-pack, he probably would have bought me it. Dude's, dude's a legend. <laughs> yeah. He may not have been able to come around much more after that, but yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, I don't want to make this review too long. We still got one beer to go. So yeah, what we do. do. Think, We're kind of rolling about this through one? this here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we told our stories. I think we made our point. I mean, listen, the, the beer groups are going to do what the beer groups do. And us complaining about it really isn't going to change it. And we're not going to really be able to change it. And I am 100% a, a huge offender in this. I've jumped in the comment section many times to the point where I've gotten so angry where I've sent Alan like multiple texts. So many texts. This runs through my – like I, I don't put my phone in my pocket at work because my phone would vibrate this much. Yeah, so so many times, in fact, that Alan would think that he'd be getting a phone call because it would just – so many texts just rolling through, like rumbling. And it's the internet, you know, there's there's a certain level of trollness that's going to happen. So I, I get that. But, you know, it'd be nice to see a little bit of letting people kind of, you know, people can like what they want. You don't always have to say, hey, your taste is trash. You know, maybe you say that in person when you see them, but who knows? I guess what I guess to really sum it up in a, in a simple sentence is like, man, live and let live. Yeah. If someone just throws a beer out there and you're like, wow, I thought that beer was hot garbage. And I thought it was terrible. And I poured it down the drain. Just like, let it be, man. Yeah. But that's where mostly where I jump in is like, I will start like defending people and like, and maybe I shouldn't. And I just like counter people's counter and then they don't care. But again, my, my, my biggest point is like, dude, like stop. And this is what's so funny too about our culture, right? Cause we, we get out, you know, we'll, we'll get a little bit of popular culture and, and we'll tie it in here. But like, People are like, "Oh, anti-bullying! Don't be such a, <laughs> don't be such an asshole." But yet, when we that same for, person is hating on you, yeah. But for some reason, when we're talking about craft beer, all those principles that you espouse and, and pretend to live by go out the window, and you just treat someone like shit. And it's like, dude, like there's this there's this homeboy I forget his name, but he like does some little hand motions and cracks a fucking beer while he's cranking some tunes. <laughs> yes. I, I forget his name. <laughs> I know what you're talking but about. But the dude is an absolute fucking legend. Like his mark or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, whatever. But, but people will like fucking like hate on him. I'm like, dude, shut up. Dude, dude, the guy's doing what he wants to do. He's not getting in a car and driving or anything. Yeah, Let him be. Chilling at his house, dude. And that, that's my point. And it's like, you know what, dude? If you want to say that to my face, say that to my face. But if you say it to my face, just remember, I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to threaten you with violence. I'm not a violent person. But I I'm going to respond in kind. I'm going to talk that shit right back to your face. And if you can't be ready for that though, like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many bullies out there. Dude. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those terrible. things, which is crazy because like the craft beer industry just went through, you know, the whole upheaval about, you know, the people being pretty much dicks. Um, oh, you mean straight up fucking like rape and sexual, uh, rampant sexual harassment. Much. And it feels like, you know, this is like just following right with that. Well, yeah, because again, it ultimately, and I don't I'm, want to trivialize that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end my rant, but with this, it's, it's basically just down to bullying. People just want to feel important, and they want to make somebody else feel like an asshole or an idiot for liking a beer. And it's like, shut up, you idiot! It's like, dude, cash me outside. How about that? You, you both can be right. There's no right or wrong distinction on a beer. Everybody, eh, that's not true. Well, it, in for me, maybe, but everybody likes something different. Like, I have friends that do not like New England IPAs at all. Am I going to tell them they're wrong? They're the best beer ever? Well, to me, maybe. But to them, they hate them. Hey, Alan, here's a novel idea. You crack a beer and you it's fucking terrible. It's absolute shit. 
and you're like, man, I think that this is a quality issue. I think this is a problem with the brewing process, or I think that this, this brewery did me wrong or whatever. And you take a picture of it and you write up that post, but you don't hit post. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to reword this and I'm going to send it as a message to the brewery and then we'll let them respond. And then you let that whole thing play out and they give you the gift card and maybe you go down there and hang out with them. Maybe they give you a tour or something. And then you make the post and be like, man, look at what this brewery did. A lot of times people, it's not even about like a refund or anything. People just want to let somebody know. I think the vast majority of people that posts the beer was bad. And I think the other, the story I was telling the person's intention wasn't to like shame them. It was like, say, Hey, you put out a ton of great beers. I think this one just was wrong and just maybe went about it the wrong way. Um, and I think a lot of breweries, you know, they'll, they have their tests, but maybe it missed it. Well, to devil's advocate, it's also a fine line, right? Because without complaint, there is no improvement. If all exactly. of you get is that you're you're doing, if all you're getting is positive feedback and that you're doing swimmingly all the time, and you're not doing swimmingly and things aren't going well, and you're just denying reality, then, I mean, you're well, you're in you're in that's you're driving <laughs> the car off the cliff, right? No, you're you're correct. Like you can't you can't always just look for praise. You have to listen to the criticism too. Um, criticism is almost more constructive than the praise. I would just love it if the criticism came privately, direct to the brewery, and then no, you, I, I you, agree. Then you, you come over the top at the end when it's when the dust has settled and the criticism has been accepted, corrected, and feedback given, and then you can make then it's dude. But then it's like a more positive force because you're like, hey, look at what this brewery did. I mean, I usually just speak with my dollars, and if if my if. If I feel like I've been getting bad cans or something or I haven't been liking what I've been buying, I just put my money someplace else. You know, I don't have to yell and scream. I think I just But you should yell and scream, Alan. You should. I used to, but I've got All caps, all posts, all the time. So I'm gonna go ahead and jump in on the score on this one while we've while we've been talking about it. Thanks for cutting me off on that one. Where's Um, this Iron Galaxy, right? Yeah, Iron Galaxy. Still no candidate. No. I mean that that I'd like to see change, but hey, if um, you're thinking about expanding breweries, you can afford a freaking can coder. Send it. Yeah, you know, put a fun message underneath. Everybody enjoys those. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna rate this the same as last one. I'm going seven one. Um, I thought I was gonna like it a little more by the look and everything. I, I think it's just falling the same spot for me. Yeah, same same single hop varietal done well. Nothing wrong with it. Yep, and guess what? Homeboy's gonna be a homer. I'm going seven. I I would get it again. It's seven for us is a good score. Um, it's just not like a destination beer for me. But if I'm at if I if I had driven out to Keene and I get when disaster strikes and, and I just look at their tap list and I'm like, hey, I want a flight right down the line one through yeah one through four and these two are on there. I'd be like, man, yeah, and they're in cans to go. And it's and and honestly, the single hop varietals are probably reasonably priced between probably sixteen and eighteen dollars. Yeah, usually I had to guess. Usually, if I go to Keene, I'll also cross the border into Vermont. Maybe get a half a case of stuff you can't get here. Finish off the case at Modest Man or get a full case and a half. I mean, all depends on what's there. They do have a cool spot in Keene. It is a pretty cool little little place. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, I certainly would. 
All right, so our last beer from the evening, and, and then we'll kind of get you out of here. We'll kind of wrap this up because I think we've done enough ranting. And yeah, we, we, we've done our fair share of ranting. Usually it's good when we have that third person we're interviewing that kind of cracks the whip on the rants and we direct some questions, but a good rant is always great. Hey, I mean, this is all banter. Again, email us, message us on social media, at BaldGuyBeerReviews, Gmail. That's Message us on Instagram, Facebook, you yeah. know, we'll get back to you. And listen, we, we want to know what's up. So this last one we got is Tipping Point. So it has the Union Jack on it. If you don't know what the Union Jack is, you're jacked up, fool. That's the that's flag of the United Kingdom. And if you don't know what, the, what it means to be the United Kingdom, see, everyone thinks that England is a country. You're wrong. If you think that Scotland is a country, you're wrong. And if you think that Wales is a country, you're wrong. It's, there's only one country. It's the United Kingdom. Now, they're all sub-kingdoms. It used to be a thing. But that's a rant for another day. But we got the Union Jack. That's the flag of the United Kingdom. Queen Elizabeth II, the queen herself. Well, I mean, I know she's not in parliament, rules the country. But I don't know why the Union Jack is on this one. It's a dipper. It is also 8.5%. I'm noticing a theme here. Yeah, that could be, though, if, you, if you're running a similar, like, build. 8.5. Yes. Hmm. Anyways... This one's got the tasting notes. It's got Galaxy, Nelson, and Vic Secret. So Nelson and Vic Secret are like, so if Galaxy is like the weird uncle, Nelson and Vic Secret are like your second and third cousins. You never see them by themselves. They're always hanging on to each other. Yeah, something like that. You got what I was you, going with. Yeah, it. but you, you, you see them every now and then, but they, they're best with friends. Right. Um, the tasting notes. Ripe passion fruit, peach flesh. I'm assuming that's peach with the skin. So peach flesh is like the the meaty part of the peach. Like, you know, you have the smell of peach and then you have the actual taste of peach. And I think that's what they're saying. The taste of peach. I don't know. Well, listen, you don't know. This, that, this that's is back. Problem. This that goes is back to words this, have meaning. This is back to telling me it's going to taste of orange rind. All right. So it's got. Yeah, right. But what I'm saying here is you've got tangerine, dried gooseberry, allspice and then a smooth mouthfeel listen man i i'm just i got one sticking point the peach flesh what's the difference between peach flesh and peach i i think you i think if is it the skin probably but i think peach flesh is like the the meaty part of the peach so i I don't know why you'd have to say the flesh but the same note is beer they're also compared to like lychee and gooseberry and your average person doesn't know what the fuck those taste like yeah, do you, do you know and what, I'm the average person. Do you know what, what lychee tastes like? Do you know even what lychee looks like? I think it's pronounced leche. It it's, it's, doesn't matter. but it's, Exactly. It's a weird little fruit, and you peel the outside off, and it looks like a skinless grape when you get to it. Well, listen. It's the strangest looking thing. Stop confusing me. Tired of that shit. All right, we're stop calling Galaxy the dirty uncle. That's Lotus. Lotus Hop is the dirty uncle. Is it really? I don't know. I, I That's who I think of the Dirty Uncle because it's that weird hop that they mix in every now and then that gives it like that sweet tart taste. All right. So we have a very similar look in the glass to Iron Galaxy. So I wonder, ooh, the aromatics on this thing slap though. We got some good, some good vibes very, on it's it. It's pouring very nicely. Yeah. I gave you a little bit more because I got a ride home tonight. 
they're good with me. We oh, enjoy responsibly, and we're at Alan's house tonight. Um, so listen, let's just get stuck right into this one. We'll we'll do this like as a segment. We're done ranting. Words have meaning, though. Take that. That'll be the name of the episode. Words have meaning. I I agree. It, it also, you know, be kind. Yeah, words have meaning. Be kind. There we go. It ties together. Take care of yourself and each other. We're going to leave that one out. <laughs> Fair. All right. So, I mean, Frank, it's a little bit too early. to. to we got we to gotta sip on this one to give it a rating. I don't know. What are you thinking? Um, it's a little harsh for me. That was my initial thought. Like I, I made like a little face when I first got it and I don't know if it's from greenness or if it's just, I'm not enjoying the hop combo. Um, but it, it was, I, I think harsh is probably, what is it, it's called tipping point, right? Um, yeah, tipping point. I don't know if it's a union Jack on the front jacking me up i feel like i just got drilled in one of your rugby matches my natural my natural thirst for freedom just has me resisting the union jack it's like <laughs> written into my dna dude can i can i tell you a small like side story so right before the pandemic it was before i was married but it's my now wife my wife and i we went to the uk we went to london for a little vacation it was great. Had a great time drinking actual real ale on cask in London in pubs. Dude, it was outrageous. Highly recommend that experience. We'll talk about it another time, maybe on the podcast with a guest that kind of ghosted us at least for now, and then we'll figure it out maybe. But, uh, dude, like when you walk around the UK, naturally they fly the Union Jack. Like it's on flagpoles everywhere. And like I'm not a well-traveled person. I've never been – the only other country that I've been to in my entire life was Canada. And I went to the, I went to Niagara Falls. So I was like, you could still see America from my hotel. So I, I'm just not a well-traveled person. So it was very odd for me. It was a really weird feeling to walk around a country and see another flag up in the air. And I'm like, it kind of just pissed me off, especially because it was a union Jack. I'm like, fuck that. I, I can, well, being in the military, I can understand that. I mean, you, you see it, another country's flag, you want to put it down and put yours up. Naturally, naturally. But which, which is even more paradoxical because I'm an England rugby fan. I love England rugby. So I, I think where I'm falling on this one is my taste buds aren't agreeing with the tasting notes. Like I'm not getting like peach or orange. It's more in the melon spectrum for me. If that makes sense. Like when you're getting the actual... Um, flavors. I think the first taste I took, I took a bigger sip than normal, so like the hot burn probably overwhelmed it. But yeah, I'm doing that olfactory thing to try to get as much as I can out of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't it's hate just it. Harsh man. I don't hate it either. But it's not as good as the other. It's not no, as good it's, as the other two. It's clearly it's clearly the third uh, double IPA. It's a as of third. today. It's a distant third. Yeah, and and who knows? Maybe maybe it's a little green. Maybe it'll it'll clean up a little. I've not had this one before. Um, the melon, in my mind, if it's a melon spectrum flavor, those usually fall lower for me, anyways. Um, you know where I'm going? I, I, I'll 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 put the bar out there. 
You know, man, I'm just going to go 6-2. I like, so, I even like craft work better, man. So I, I'm a little bit different. I said I if I was had the choice between a four-pack of this or a four-pack of craft work, I would take tipping point. Fuck no. Nope. Disagree. I'm all on that craft work. But listen, it's apples and oranges, and this it's, comes it's down to two different beers, and it's and it's you two you like styles. a little you, you like compare. a Kolsch a little more than me, so it's and that's that's where I'm going. No, with this and, one. And, but hey, I agree. I agree with that. It's two different beers. It's apples and oranges. It's two different styles. You can't really compare. But for me, for me, this is a dude, six this five. Is, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Six. I five. think I think right in the middle. It's it's you know. But it's not near far, the bottom, but n- far enough away from the seven where you're still scratching. That's what I mean. It. It's still far below the other two. The other two, um, if I had this one first, I think the other two might have had a slightly higher score just based on I don't know where this would have landed. Yeah. I, well, I how you, how you feeling about... Okay, so let, let's do another cool little thing here, and I'm recording it uh, on, my, uh, on my Word document. So you got When Disaster Strikes, which is Citra. You got Iron Galaxy, which is Galaxy, Galaxy. of course. And then we've both rated tipping points. So if that's When Disaster Strikes is number one, is 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 the is the number one for rating purposes, yep. and then Iron Galaxy is the number two for by virtue of positions that we ch- tried it, and then tipping point is number three. I think we can both agree that three is three. Yeah. Oh, by overall. far. But where are you? What are you doing? Are you, are you disaster strikes or are you Iron Galaxy? As number I, I'm one? disaster strikes. I, I I'd prefer the Citra to the Galaxy in that particular beer, but the beers themselves weren't that different. Where I'd give them a different score. So I gave when disaster strikes and Iron Galaxy the same score. But if you put my feet to the fire, you went one two three. I'm going two one three. I like the galaxy a little better. I mean, you could you could put like citra and sewer water, and I'm probably gonna pick it. Can't go wrong. Now, if you want to start talking all these other crazy things they have now, they have like citra, they have cryo citra, they have citra incognito. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck citra incognito okay, is, so, and maybe right. you can tell hey, me. I don't know what citra incognito is. That's probably some different variant. I know what cryo is. I, I understand cryo, but are you sure? Yes. What is it? It's the freeze dried hop. Yeah, but you know what? Why it's different? Um, it's essentially you ha- you can use less of it because yeah, they're okay. condensing the flavor. I just want to make flavor. sure, and I and I wanted to actually illustrate that as a demonstr- demonstrated for the audience. Espe- especially, I, I'm pretty sure you knew. I yeah, just it's, to especially it's one of those things where you know in these in demand hops, there is a shelf life on these hops when they're picking them and stuff. And cryo's kind of helping extend it out and you know spread it, condense it. All right, so Alan, we'll wrap it up with that. Where can people email us at? Uh, you can email us at baldguybeerreviews at gmail.com. Message us on Instagram at baldguybeerreviews or hit us up on Facebook, baldguybeerreviews. You can shoot us a comment in any one of our posts, send us a message, send us an email. You know, tell us we suck. Tell us you like us. Tell us what you want to talk about. Tell us you want to be a guest. All good options. Listen to you keyboard warriors in the Facebook groups. <laughs> I would actually love to have you guys on as a Zoom guest. I just actually to talk about anything you want to talk there's, about. There's certain people that have like some photography skills. You know, you want to talk about the art of beer photography. That's a skill in itself. 
that's a topic for another day. I wouldn't mind talking about that. All right. Well, with that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We out. See ya.